Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, you know, we began last week a new series on gifts from God, and I was sharing with you last week that Christmas is when God bridged the gap between heaven and earth. And he did so with a gift in his arms. It was on Christmas that he laid his gift in a manger in a little town called Bethlehem. This gift would demonstrate his great love for us. This great gift would reach all the way through the future days ahead and would reach you and I right here in this place today. Christmas time is when we find a demonstration of how incredible of a gift giver that God really is. You see, He is the ultimate gift giver. He, God never gives. I shared with you last week, how many of you at Christmas ever got one of those gifts you weren't sure what to do with? God never gives a bad gift. Everything God gives to us, the book of James says, it's a good and perfect gift. Everything God brings to your life, my friend, he does so with purpose for your betterment and my betterment. We know Romans says this, he is working all things together for what? The good. He's working all things together for the good. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 15 says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I don't know about you, but when I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, when I think about Jesus and where I would be today if Jesus had not intersected the path of my life, where sin and the enemy may have taken my life that was thwarted because of the indescribable gift that came through Jesus Christ that not only changed the outside of my life, but changed the inside and made me a new person. No wonder the scripture says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I can try to tell you how good it is but there aren't enough words I can try to tell you how wonderful it is but I don't have enough words I can tell you how wonderful he's been to me but my friend it is indescribable when I think about Jesus and what he's brought to my life it's in this Christmas season that you and I find the fulfillment of God's purpose and plan this child that was born in Bethlehem was a birth that would change everything. Many, 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 many babies have been born. How many of you have ever had a baby born into your family? How many of you remember the change that came? Not just the diapers, but the change. It's amazing you see a young couple have no children and all of a sudden they have a baby. Everything changes. They don't want to be out late anymore. They're too wore out and tired all the time. Change comes. They thought they were the boss and now this little gift has come. Becomes the boss and the head of the home. 
Babies bring change, but this child born in Bethlehem, my friends, was no ordinary baby. No other child would be like him. There would be no other mother like Mary. The question that you and I have to ask is not are we walking into this Christmas season and are we going to enjoy the gifts and all of the trimmings, but is there a difference that will come to your life and my life this Christmas season because of the gift of Jesus Christ? Isaiah, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 9 and, 9 and verse 6 is where we're going this morning. Isaiah 9, we're going to look at verses 6 and 7. Isaiah, through the power of the Holy Spirit, penned the words that we find in those words. Give us a picture of the true nature of Jesus Christ. He's not just a baby born in Bethlehem, but as a result of his birth, it would change Everything. The stable in Bethlehem was simply a launching pad that would bring about the fulfillment of God's plan for you and for me. Isaiah 9 and verse 6, we find that 2,700 years ago, Isaiah wrote these words, For to us a child is born. Don't forget that the gift was for you and for me. For to us, for to us a child is born. To us a son will be given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Here's one for you. Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty, verse 7, will accomplish this. Last week we took some time and we were talking about the names that were given. Those names signified the gift that God gave. Today we're going to look at some of these names that we find here in Isaiah. I want you to notice the first one we find in verse number 6. It says, He will be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. Not just any counselor. He is the Wonderful Counselor. <laughs> He's the wonderful counselor. Now, wonderful indicates the kind of character this coming king will have. The word wonderful in the Hebrew is the word pele. It means, listen to this, a phenomenon outside the realm of human explanation. So when it says he's wonderful, it's a phenomenon outside the realm of human explanation. It's the same word we find in Psalm 139 and verse 6 when it says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Now this word wonderful is much weightier than the words that you and I, when you and I use the word wonderful in our conversation today, this word carries much more weight. It has much more meaning. We say that things are wonderful if, if they're pleasant, if, if they're enjoyable, or at least likable. Now yesterday, I don't know about you, but yesterday I would have typified yesterday's weather as wonderful. Wonderful. 
It's December. The sun was shining. It was a beautiful day. I was out walking yesterday, and there, I don't know, whatever birds missed the train to go south, we're still here. And I'm walking down this path, and the birds are singing, and, and the sun is shining. And, and I would say to myself, this is a wonderful day because I, I was enjoying it, and, and I was liking what I was experiencing. Jesus, here, Father, give me words today. Jesus is wonderful in a way that is boggling to your mind. Jesus is wonderful like nothing else is wonderful. Jesus is wonderful, my friend, in a way that's anything but ordinary. Jesus, this kind of Jesus wonderful is all-inspiring. It is life-giving. This kind of wonderful bursts hope in the heart of the hopeless. It is a pearl of great price to those who find it. It is superior to any other kind of wonderful. In fact, to use the word wonderful in comparison to him doesn't work. He will be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful describes the kind of counselor that he is. As incredible as the word wonderful is, that's not the best part of the story. It just describes it. The next word gives us the substance. He is not just wonderful, but he is a counselor. It not only describes what he does, it describes who he is. He is the wonderer of wonders. As a wonderful counselor, Jesus has the answer to every question, a solution to every problem. There is nothing, somebody say nothing. There is nothing that stumps him or confuses him. He is omniscient. What does that mean? He is all-knowing. How many of y'all think you know everything? Don't raise your hand on that. Probably those around us might give us a bit of an idea that we think we know everything. You ever talk to somebody and you're trying to tell them something, they go, I know, I know. That helps, doesn't it? Makes you happy. We kind of think sometimes, I got all the answers. I want to tell you the thing that describes Jesus and who he is. He is omniscient. That means he knows everything. The past, the present, the future. He knows the things that are hidden to earthly minds. He knows the things that man can't understand. He has the answer to the greatest questions of all time. He is the wonderful counselor. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 25 says, For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Jesus has it all. When compared to earthly counselors, and I don't want you to misunderstand me, I think there is a place for earthly counselors, for people who can help us on the journey in life, people that can come along beside us in a time of need. But when we compare Jesus to earthly counselors, we find that an earthly counselor has to ask you what your need is. You show up at the office and they say to you, what are you here for today? 
But if you want to talk about the wonderful counselor, he knows what our need is before we even ask. An earthly counselor needs to know what's going on in your life so they can better help you. But Jesus Christ, the wonderful counselor, needs no introduction into your life. He knows you wholly, completely, and utterly. There's nothing about you that the wonderful counselor is not aware of. He knows your gifts. He knows your talents. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your past. He knows your present. And he knows your future. He knows what others do not know. He knows your fears. He knows your worries. He knows your anxieties. He knows your struggles. He knows your hurdles. And he knows the valleys that you walk through. Have you ever met some folks that it seemed like they've got it all together? They don't have any problems they're calm, cool, they just, there's nothing that ruffles their feathers. You know, when sometimes they know exactly what to do, we think, wow, I've got fears. I have things I'm worried about. You know something? Everybody, when you look around this room, everybody that you can see, they've got some fears about something. Jesus knows it all. Jesus knows it all. Who better to give you counsel than the one who is described as all-knowing? He's omniscient. The knowledge found in every book has its origin in him. The knowledge of every earthly counselor and every good idea has its origin in him. He's the author of it all. No wonder he is described as the wonderful counselor. Everything you and I need can be found in Him. Matthew 11 and verse 28. If you and I are weary in mind, Jesus says these words, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The psalmist tells us he's the good shepherd that leads us beside the still waters, and he's the one who restores our soul. You know, the truth is an earthly counselor will have to give you an appointment. When you try, if you call the counselor and say, hey, I got a problem. I need to talk to somebody right now. They'll say, well, can you come next month on the 8th? And you're like, you don't understand. I said, I got a problem today. Not next month on the 8th. I'll have it figured out by then. I need to talk to you today. An earthly counselor will have to make an appointment. But I want to tell you about the wonderful counselor. He's always available 24-7. The phone always rings in heaven. He always gets every message that I send to him. He's always listening, always ready, always able to help me in my time of need. He is the wonderful counselor. Who Jesus Jeremiah 33 and 3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. He's the wonderful counselor. If you need basic worldly goods, Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. Philippians 4 and 19, and my God, somebody say my God. 
And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Psalm 37 and 25, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children out begging for bread. God will never forsake you. God will never leave you. God will never give up on you. You could call ten times a day and say, I'm right here with you. He is the wonderful counselor. My friend, if you are worried about life, Jesus said in John 14 and 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, he said, also believe in me. Matthew 14 and 27, Jesus said, to the disciples who were lost in the on the sea in a storm he said don't be afraid take courage i am here matthew 28 and 20 he says that i'm with you always even to the end of the age now an earthly counselor will have to charge you a fee isn't it amazing? They don't, you know, get done and they say, well, just have a great day. Just, you know, I've given them my time today and just head on your way and be blessed. They always seem to say, if you'll just see the receptionist out at, uh, before you go out this morning. An earthly counselor must charge a fee, but the wonderful counselor. The wonderful counselor has already paid the price in full for you and for me. When the, when the invoice is pulled together from my life, right across it in red letters, it says paid in full. He paid it with the blood of the lamb. Everything I'd ever need paid in full. Not just what I needed, but what I may need tomorrow. The bill is already paid. Paid in full. Whoo! He is the wonderful counselor. It has been said concerning Jesus, the wonderful counselor, that he has a counsel for every crisis. He has a direction for every dilemma. He has a prescription for every pain. He has a message for every man. To the Christian, the Lord's counsel is like honey to the lips, harmony to the ear, health to the body, happiness for the soul, and hope for the heart. He is truly the Christ, the greatest gift ever given, the wonderful counselor. You'll find that Isaiah continues on in his description and he says these words, He will be called Mighty God. Mighty God. Jesus, fully God and yet fully man. Jesus Christ, the God-man. When Jesus was born, he was older than his mother but the same age as his heavenly father. Before time began, Jesus existed with the heavenly father. He came down from the glories of heaven. <laughs> he was born in Bethlehem, hidden in Egypt, raised in Nazareth, baptized in the Jordan, tempted in the wilderness. He performed miracles on the side of the road. He healed the multitudes without medicine and health care. He opened the blinded eyes. 
He healed the sick. He raised the dead. It was Jesus who said to Lazarus, come forth out of the grave. And he's been calling the dead forward ever since, bringing new life to those who are lost. He conquered everything that came up against him. Then Jesus Christ took your sin and my sin to Calvary's hill. And he died for all of us on an old rugged tree. He was buried. They took him off the cross. They buried him in Joseph's tomb. And on schedule. And on schedule. On the third day, he rose from the grave, triumphant, got out of the grave as not the omniscient one, but the omnipotent one. What does that mean? I have all power. Jesus is the only one that they put in a tomb and had to put soldiers on the outside to keep him from coming out of the tomb. They were afraid the words he had spoken would come to reality. Jesus Christ, the omnipotent one. He is the mighty God. He is the king of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. Several years ago, I saw a video. And uh, as I was in preparation this week uh, for the message today, that came back to mind. And I want to show you, Titus is going to help me, and I want to show that video to you today. And I just want to encourage you. You know, a lot of times we'll see things, uh, videos and things like that. I pray today the words of this video, the words that you're going to hear from this beloved preacher of the gospel, these words will come to fruition. They'll encourage your heart today. Titus, would you help me? The Bible says he's a king of the Jews. He's a king of Israel. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's a king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. Do you know him? No means of measure can define his limitless love. Well, well, he's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. Well, he's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's a fundamental doctrine of true theology. Do you know him? He survives strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent, and he beautifies the meek. Do you know him? My king is a key of knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. 
Do you know him? His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Well, I wish I could describe him to you. But he, he's indescribable. He's indescribable. Yeah. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mouth. You can't get him off of your hands. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. Yeah. He always has been, and he always will be. I'm talking about he had no predecessor, and he'll have no successor. You can't even teach him, and he's not going to resign. That's my Amen. Amen. Do you know him? Do you know him? Not acquainted with him. Do you know him today? He is the king. He's the mighty God. He's the mighty God. Psalm 147 and 5 says, Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limits. Zephaniah 3 and 17, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Psalm 62 and 11, once God has spoken, twice I have heard this, the power. Notice what it says, the power. Not a power. The power belongs to God. Psalm 95 and 3. For great, the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. He is the mighty God. Friends, there is none like him. Jesus Christ provides everything we need. He is a wonderful guest. Last week we talked about the fact he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. There's nobody that can relate to your life like Jesus can relate to your life. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Today we know the Bible says he's a wonderful counselor. I don't know about you, but there's times I need some counsel. The book of James says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, and God will give it liberally to to him. God is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. There's not it didn't say he's one of the mighty gods. He's the mighty. Would you say that with me? The mighty God. Say it again. The mighty God. That's who he is today. That's who he is. He's your mighty God. 
He is your King of kings. He's your Lord of lords. He is your Prince of peace. He is yours that is close to you. He is your wonderful counselor. He's your wonderful counselor. In the middle of the night, he's your wonderful counselor. In the time of trouble, he's your wonderful counselor. In the time of difficulty, he's your wonderful counselor. In your time of need, he is the mighty God. When you've got a mountain looming over your head, he is the mighty God. When you can't get through the valley, he is your mighty God. When you got a situation too big to handle, he is your mighty God. I've come to tell you today who he is. He is God's gift to you. The greatest gift. The greatest gift you could ever receive. That's who he is. He's your gift. He's your gift. He's your gift. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life that I have uh, not been sure what to to get somebody for a gift and then every once in a while I'll get one of those aha moments where I'm just like oh that's it this is the perfect gift couldn't find anything better and and you do everything you can you know you go on Amazon and make sure they got enough to send to you and and you make sure it's going to come at the right time and you make sure you're there for the arrival of the of the the perfect gift Imagine with me for a moment I've purchased that perfect gift and I've wrapped it in the best wrapping paper and I've put the best bow on it that I can get. And I walk in and I say, here's the gift. This is the great, you are going to love this gift. This gift is going to change your life. You are going to be so thankful that I'm in your life because I bought you this gift today. (laughs) You're going to be singing my praises. You're just going to think I'm the best thing that ever happened You are going to be so pleased with me because I got you this gift. Man, it is so good. If it wasn't for you, I'd open up and keep it for myself. It's a good gift. And imagine I've given that gift to you and you say, well, that's great. Thank you for the gift. And and you set it over here on the table and you just kind of go on about life. Now, I'll be honest with you. We're in church, and I know we're all supposed to be spiritual, but if, if I did that and gave you that gift, I'd probably you sat over there and just ignored it and went on. I'd say, well, hey, why don't you give that thing back? If ain't that big of a deal to you, I know what's there. I want it. I wonder how many times that you and I walk through difficulties in life when he is the wonderful counselor, the greatest gift we've been given, but somehow we think, i got to figure it out myself. You know, we've struggled with old sins, old habits, and we thought, you know what? I made this mess. I got to clean it up myself. Let me tell you what. Jesus is a master at cleaning up our messes. You say, well, you know what? I I made this situation. I've got to figure it out. I got to do it myself. There have been so many times in life that I've tried to, you know, logically think my way through a process. And Paula would just say, why don't you ask the Lord's help? And, you know, being logical, I'll say, well, I made the mess. He is there for me, but, but I think there's some things i got to clean up myself. And she's like, you're just going through, you're just being stubborn, and you're going through stuff that you don't have to go through. Jesus will help you whether you made the mess or not. You don't have to have done something to deserve his help. Listen, not one of us deserves anything from him, but yet he gave the greatest gift, 
the wonderful counselor. My friend, I don't know what you may be facing today, but he is your wonderful gift. He's what you and I need. Encourage you, don't set it aside. Maybe you wrestled in your life with, am I really forgiven? And you say, you know what, I go to church and I love Jesus, but some reason I can't get to the place where I feel uncondemned. I can't come to the place where I don't feel condemnation and shame because of what I've done. And you know, you say, preacher, I hear everything you say, but you don't understand, pastor, what I've done. I may not understand what you've done, but you don't understand what I've done either. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. I tell you, one who does understand, and his name is Jesus. He's the mighty God. He's able to forgive what you and I can't forget. Did you hear that? He's able to forgive what we won't let ourselves forget about. He's able to forgive your past, your present, and he'll always be ready to forgive in the future. He's mighty God. Nothing's too hard for him. wonder how many things, how many burdens we carry that we don't have to carry. How many things we try to resolve we don't have to try to resolve them. So many circumstances we can't shake off that he's able to take them. Friend, don't set this gift aside. You may say, well, you know what, Pastor, I, I am saved. I love Jesus. I come to church every week. And that doesn't mean that you and I don't have needs from time to time that we need him to take care of. Do you have a situation going on at work? Do you have a situation going on at home? Do you have a situation with the family? Do you have a situation with the neighbors? You say, I just need his help. I need his help. You know, any of us that are parents understand the role of a parent at times when our kids are in need. And the last thing we want to see is our kids go through things when we could help them. I think sometimes as parents we are tempted to say, well, why didn't you just come and ask me? We always hear the same, well, I, I didn't want to bother you. I, I didn't want to, I, I really didn't want to put all this on you. I just wanted to resolve it myself wonder how many times the Father looks at our life and says, why don't you just come to me? Listen, you don't have to have a reason. You don't have to have a circumstance. Just come to me. You don't have to have it figured out before you can come. Just come. Bring him your needs. Cast all your cares, the Bible says, on him because he cares for you. Do you have fears that plague you? Do you have worries that surround you? Do you have anxieties that grip your life? Friends, he is the wonderful counselor and the mighty God. Are you worried about your family? Are you worried, parents, are you worried about your kids? I don't know a parent that at one point or another hasn't been concerned and worried about their kids. Are you worried about your kids? He's the wonderful counselor. Maybe you say, I don't know what to do with my kid. I don't know. I don't know how to help them. He's the wonderful counselor. Listen, listen, you may love your kids, and you may know your kids better than anybody else, but Jesus knows them better than you do. He's the wonderful counselor. Lord, give me the words. Hmm. Give me the actions. Give me the leading. 
Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person in this room today. Father, no matter what the need is in our life today, we would say somewhere in our life, somewhere in our heart, Lord, we need your counsel. We need your power. You are the mighty God. So, Lord, right now we're just looking to you. We're asking for your help and we're asking for your strength. Be with us right now in this very room. Lord, we're asking right now, come and help us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? You know, sometimes in my life, I'll be honest with you, and I'll just be real for a few minutes. Sometimes I want everybody to think that I'm doing okay. I want everybody to think that I've got all my act together. But he knows me, <laughs> and he knows you. Sometimes we're afraid to say, God, I need your help, because we're worried about how it might appear, how it might look. Friend, I want to encourage you, don't let anything stop you from letting him be the wonderful counselor. He has the words. We just got to let him speak the words. Don't let anything keep you from allowing him to be the mighty God in your life. He's your mighty God. Remember, we began the passage and we read it said, for unto us. He's your gift. He is your wonderful counselor. He is your mighty God. Friend, today, if you just say, you know what? I need his counsel. I need his strength. I need his wisdom. I need God's help. It doesn't matter what area. It doesn't matter what situation. It may not be huge or it may be enormous. It doesn't matter. There's not one of us that's ever turned our kids away and said, they came and they said, I need your help. And we said, oh, listen, that ain't that big of a deal. Just go on and figure it out yourself. Now, what do we do? Especially a mom. A mom will pull up. Come here, baby. Mom will pull them up on the lap. Say, what's wrong? Tell mama what's wrong. <laughs> the Heavenly Father wants to pull us up in his lap today. He's listening for our hearts. He's listening for what we need. God, I pray today you will be the answer for every situation in our lives, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you today that you are a God who is a very present help in the time of difficulty. I thank you, God, that you are present with us when we're on the mountaintop and you're with us in the valleys. Thank you, Lord, that we can cast all of our care upon you because we know that you care for us. Thank you for your great love. Thank you for your great mercy. Thank you for your grace. <laughs> your grace that's always sufficient for every situation of our life. Lord, today I pray you will encourage the heart of these believers. Encourage their heart and their spirit today that you are their everything God. 
And Lord, I thank you that as we're walking through this holiday season, that you would take time to remind us that you are the greatest gift to ever be given to our lives. I ask you today, Father, to strengthen these believers, encourage their hearts, supply every need they have, bless them, Father, as they walk in and bless them as they walk out. Bless them as they rise up. Bless them when they sit down. Bless them when they walk into any place. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon blessings to overflow over their lives and in their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it all. We believe it all. We're trusting for it all. And all the church said together, so be it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you today. May he be your strength and your joy. God bless you all. We love each one of you. Have a great day today.